Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, everybody, welcome back to another post-game instant reaction podcast of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer joined by michael hello everyone i hope my voice sounds delightful i've been fighting the elements been battling hey welcome battling back this cold weather just for you uh yeah thanks it's good to be back from the from the south i ate some good food down there and uh got to see some cool stuff and now we're back at the crossroads here in lubbock after another loss at home Speaking uh, quick of quick shout out. Hey, quick shout out real quick. Thanks Keith for the tickets. Uh, unfortunately he and his wife were unable to use the tickets this weekend. So he offered them to us and we got great parking and great seats. So thanks man. Um, my brother just sent me this. <clears throat> you said, speaking of crossroads, um, I'm just going to quote this just, I don't know the validity of this. Just throwing this out here. All right. Just spoke with a very influential donor. The ball is rolling. Didn't give me any info on who Kirby is looking at, but suffice it to say the cliff has coached his last game in the Jones. Huh? It's a screenshot from a community. He's a part of. <clears throat> so, well, I mean, sometimes, uh, sometimes money talks. That's a, there, there could be some truth to that. There was supposedly a lot of that last year till he won in Austin. Let's uh, let's talk about that for a second, though. Um, your uh, your home conference record under Cliff Kingsbury. Is now it that, good? Well, let me just say you've you've obviously completed your your home conference schedule for twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, after six years, I think you've got a pretty good, uh, feeling for how this is, right? Yes. Let's, let's, let's look back at just like the last three years, right? Okay. You want to take a guess at how many home conference wins you have? Two. And they are? The Jayhawks. I'm pretty sure. Yes. You've beaten Kansas twice. 2016, 2018. Those are your two home wins against conference opponents. Yeah, that's that's not good. 2015, you had two wins, not named Kansas, and they were. Oh, let's see, what were they? Iowa State, 66 to 31, and Kansas State, 59 to 44. Those were Mahomes' years, obviously. Obviously. 2014, you won your only home conference win that year was Kansas. 2013, Kingsbury's first season, your home victories that year were TCU, his very first conference game. The Fox game. And Iowa State, 42-35. So what was that, five or six? Maybe, Maybe seven. I was like, it was two and 13, <clears throat> two and 15, and then one every other, the rest of the year. So yeah, that's seven. You've had seven home conference wins in six years. Seven. And a lot more conference games than seven. Yeah. And when you don't play Kansas at home every year, guys, let's just <laughs> hate to break that to you. <laughs> They should have. They should have said that before the season started. Just a reminder. 
that you do get them this year, but not every year. Just so there's no confusion. No, that's uh, that's not a good stat. That is not a good stat at all. So your six home games this season were Lamar, Houston, West Virginia, West Virginia. That sounded funny. West Virginia, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. And you went two and four. Yeah, and you've lost three in a row. Just three games in a row, not talking home. I'm sorry. Home or anything else, just three in a row. You went three and three at home this season. Yeah, because all three losses were big 12s. They're all one possession losses, if, if that gives you any hope. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, they're, they're moral losses. They're games that you could have, should have won, including tonight. All right. Just, I just, because he sent that to me roll last minute as we were starting, I wanted to, to touch on that because obviously it is possible that Kingsbury has coached his last game in, in AT&T Stadium because you're done playing at AT&T Stadium for 2018. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, a lot can happen. Yeah. He's between still got... now and then, whether your, whether your brother is exactly right, uh, you know, Kings, they could lay an egg the next two games. And then I think that would be a certainty. Uh, right now, I think there's still some some play to that, but there was always that talk of that oilfield money. And if there's any truth to it, then I wouldn't be surprised at all. All right. Um, let's let's talk about Jet Duffy for a second. All right, if you will. <laughs> Um, dude has 524 yards of offense he's responsible for tonight. Yeah. you like, wow, he he had a game. He did. He threw for 444 yards, rushed for another 80. But he alone was responsible for all four of your turnovers. Don't forget that he threw 79%. He was 37 for 47. For a guy that's had trouble being accurate, he was pretty accurate, except for one terrible interception in the red zone. But, yeah, if you just look at that stat line and kind of cover your hand over a couple of things and you didn't watch the game very well, it looks pretty great. Yeah, probably because the the quarterback fumbles are listed separately from his passing and rushing stats. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to his credit, he didn't have any like really strange grounding calls against him. Right. <laughs> it just when the opportunity presented itself for him to throw the ball away, he threw it to the defense. Yeah. I mean, just lobbed it. Just lobbed it right to him. I mean, I was I was on the sideline for that part and we see it happen like just throw the ball, throw it, throw it, and then he throws it and I was like that's not what I meant. Yeah, that's not it. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. <laughs> That's not how you do that. Um, but yeah, so Duffy kind of explodes on offense. He also... Uh, I don't understand a running quarterback, or just anybody that carries the ball with any kind of regularity to carry it the way that he does. 
Yeah, way because, away from his body, just slinging it around. Because that was the two fumbles he had tonight were because of that. Like he got the ball was hit while his arm was away from his body. Well, while he, like the arm that holds the ball was away from his body, it got hit. Ball pops out. He had two fumbles. He threw that dumb interception, and then that quarterback sneak, like inside your forty. Um, which okay, I I have I have some beef here. I don't know if you noticed this or not. I, I heard about it on the the radio show on the way home. But I, this sounds familiar. I'm just gonna go with it. That play, Texas Tech hurries up to the line to sneak it on fourth and one. Which, to Kingsbury's credit, yes, this is in a really weird spot for you to be sneaking it, but you were seven of seven going into that. So it was one yard. You've always gotten that one yard. Mm-hmm. Um, the referee, no, sorry, not the referee, the other, the back judge that stands next to him who will stand over the center. If there's been like a substitution to allow the defense to sub stood over the ball, but Texas tech did not sub out any players. So he, oh. he stood there and let Texas get set Without Texas Tech subbing, Texas got set, and then that happened. Okay, yeah, I didn't catch the nuance there. That I just thought, I don't know who made the call, uh, but that was a bad call. I didn't like that idea. I mean, if he'd have made it, sure, I may have felt different, but it had been one of those, whew, you know, why do you do that there? when you it's not like you're down hopelessly down and then you just hand the ball to Texas who pretty much immediately scored a touchdown right before halftime um that was not not their finest moment on calling that and i think the thing they forget too is they don't have 64 220 bowman sneaking that ball over. You've got Duffy who may not have quite as much mass and power behind him. Right, because when when they snapped the ball like literally it looked like nobody moved. Yeah, they just blew the like blew his forward progress that, that had been stopped. Yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a well-executed play and and I don't know if, I don't know if they should have done it. For sure. Well, I, you know, hindsight, I, I say, can say it. I could say it with hindsight here. No, it, it. <laughs> there's no way they should have done that. So I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right now and it, it, it shows like who the, the high passer was, the high rusher, the high receiver for all the games. Just, I guess, throwing this out there. I, I, I don't know if it really means anything in a game, any game that Duffy has played in this season. He was also the leading rusher in that game. That sounds right. It seems like when we would do these recaps, that was always the case, and it still is tonight because what did he get, 80 yards? Yep. So September 8th versus Lamar, Bowman was the starting quarterback. D- Duffy came in. Duffy was the high rusher for 81 yards. Um, West Virginia, Duffy came in for the initial – Collapsed lung injury. Uh, he led the team in rushing with 86 yards. The next week when he took over for the starting role, had 83 yards. Bowman comes back for Kansas. Um, Iowa State. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. There was one game where, where Duffy played. He did not lead the team in rushing. It was last week against Oklahoma. Okay. But then this week, he was the leading passer and the leading rusher. So of the one, two, three, five games he's played, and he's also led the team in rushing four of those times. Well, we had decent success running the ball, but we just got behind and had to get away from it. And oddly enough, two of Duffy's biggest passes were on those offsides plays. It's like as soon as the pressure was off, he could just unleash it without any consequence and just pegged them yep. downfield for just crazy gains. To Antoine Wesley, who has 171 receiving yards tonight. Yeah. 
He moves up, what did you say, the fourth all-time or third all-time? That puts him fourth all-time right now. He's, uh, he's, five, yards behind, yeah, he's five yards behind tomorrow, so he'll, he'll eclipse that. He's 82 yards behind Kuti, who's currently second. But he's still he'll, got a he'll whopping pass that. Yeah. So and he's still got like what six hundred yards behind Crabtree? Six hundred fifteen. Crabtree was he, he had almost two thousand. So he's uh he's up there. Got a ways to go there. Yeah, so but Wesley I, I think he'll end up number two. Yeah, currently he's got thirteen hundred and forty seven yards, nine touchdowns. Yep. And they start say, cracking. Once you get to 12 touchdowns, that's when you start hitting the single season list. So he, he still has a chance to crack that list too for touchdowns. Yeah, he's got two games in the regular season, three with a bowl game if they get there, and he needs three more touchdowns. Um, so yeah, he had himself a game tonight, 171 receiving yards, two touchdowns, led the team in receiving, obviously. Um, I don't, (laughs) it didn't, I mean, it, it helped, it, it did, but it didn't like, it didn't help you win the game. How about that? No. Hey, let me ask you this. What did you think about, uh, we kind of went, you've got some notes here that we're going to roll through. I wanted to ask you about the field goal on the first down with, I think it was 17 seconds left in the first half, 17 or 16. Blew my mind. Me too. Because... Uh, there was a guy behind me though, that had been railing on Duffy's decision-making all game. And then all of a sudden he was mad that they didn't let Duffy throw a pass to the end zone. So I thought, well, I don't know if that's so great either because we saw a two point conversion turn completely returned last week. Um, so I, I don't know. I didn't feel too great about him just lobbing one into the end zone just for the heck of it, but it was baffling to see the field goal unit come out with on first down with enough time to run two plays. Yeah. Herman ran two plays. Herman ran two plays. We kicked the field goal and then he ran two. (laughs) So we could have run two. I think we had at least one timeout left. I, I'm not sure what was going on there. I don't know about just lobbing it to the end zone, but heck, hand the ball off. See if you can. Like even if if you don't if you don't have confidence in in Duffy throwing for a touchdown right then, you've got enough time to run two more plays, at least yeah. one more, to see if you can get closer. And then now Texas got the ball back. Uh, it, that could have been even more disastrous. I'm about to say. It could have been disastrous, yes. Um, yeah, so I was not a fan of that. Uh, I'm not a fan of laying up really any time, but you, it, it doesn't make any sense to not go for it there, right? Or to not like, give you a chance to get closer. Um, Especially knowing Texas is going to come back out with the ball. I. I don't know what you call there, but maybe not a field goal on first down. That's probably not not what you call there. No. Um, I wanted to ask this too. Uh, okay, so the first quarter, it went okay. Uh, that was the interception. Instead of being up 14-0, we were up 7-3 to after that. Because I'm just assuming they would have scored on that drive because they were rolling. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask about was... Let, uh, let's talk about third and 33. Yes, that's exactly where I was going to go. I I didn't see the face mask call. It was on the sideline, I guess, on Basher? No, it was on... Um, it was on Wesley. No, it was uh, Desmond Smith. Was number? Oh, crap. It was number four, though. That's why I got confused. Yeah, because uh, you you sacked Ellinger back to back plays. It's back to third and thirty three. Oh, and Duds defense. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> they they get a completion and get like seven yards on the play, and then somebody, somebody, Desmond Smith, completely opposite side of the field, not involved in the play at all, grabs the receiver's face mask he was guarding, oh and gives him the first down, and then they score on that drive. Yeah. Yeah, that was a 
backbreaker. And I'm sure it happened. You know, these guys don't, as much as we like to rail on the refs when, when it's appropriate, I think a face mask would be a pretty obvious call that they're seldom wrong on those. They miss them more than they, and if they call it, it happened usually. But I, of course I couldn't see it. And of course they weren't replaying it. And I just thought, man, naturally, you know, they, they sacked them. And then I think they sacked him again. And then, yeah, we get a face mask on third and 30. That's exactly what we would do right there. Great job. So let me get your, your thoughts and opinions on Texas Tech not being able to close out another game or, or finish a game because it's not that you were in the lead and you were trying to just put the game away. There have been several games this season where you were in it late only to not continue doing well, right? That you would eventually just like, no, nah, I'm done playing. Um, yeah. Cause, yeah, they never did that. Because defense on that last drive, completely non-existent. Yep. Um, That's true. When you were down against uh, West Virginia, you threw, you, Duffy, threw some really dumb interceptions. Um, Oklahoma, you couldn't buy a stop to save your life. I mean, I guess it's progress you can point to, like, outside of, Ole Miss, you haven't lost. Like, you haven't been blown out in any game. You've been yeah. in every single game, but you haven't in recent seasons. I just. That's, that's it, something it, it, to hang your hat on. It doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> it doesn't like, oh, man, I, I, we're just, we're, we're one season away from, from turning it around. I just. Well, you just think about even that very, the last touchdown. I can't think of who the DB was on that far right corner, but if he had just timed his jump half a second no, later, it, it, he's he's actually the the video of it on. So I'm on the ESPN game summary page. Was it worse? Was, was it was he way off of it? No, it's like like it really is a lot more like the the Crabtree catch of away in that like. Your defense was there. Yeah, you, you he should, was there. You, you, you should have had that. Like, you, the jump was timed perfectly. The DB had his hands between Humphrey's hands, and he it misses was, the ball. It was like, completely across the field from me, but that's exactly what it looked like from from my vantage point. That it just went right through him. Number twenty three. Yeah, Is I don't Fry? know who that. I don't think it's Fry. It I thought a, Fry was twenty. Nah, I don't remember. Because Fry does play on the right some. Here. This is not going to help our, our listening audience at all. But I'm going to send you a screenshot of this video real quick. Oh, okay. How are you sending it? Yeah, I have no idea. Good point. <laughs> well, just just send it Slack or something if you got it pulled up. I'll just take a picture of it on Slack. Anyways, yeah. So we got crab treed. Because not only does he miraculously get this ball through the DB's hands. Um, oh, there's my phone. Taking a picture. It looks like crap. I'm so sorry. That's not going to help. Um, but it's up the five-yard line, and then he just falls. He continues to fall backwards until he's in, in the end zone. Yeah. That was... I don't want to pick on that too much, but it was just one of those things where, oh my gosh, how did he catch that? I just got your picture. It went like, oh my gosh. Oh, that's ridiculous. Who is 23? It's, is that Coleman? I don't know. I'll look it up while you're, Anyways, it sounds like whoever you were going to have a thought there. He, he, he turned around. He, he's got his jump time fairly well. I mean, He's not out of position. He's a lot lower than Humphrey, but Humphrey's like seven feet tall. Um, he's got his hands basically between Humphrey's hands, and the ball goes through the defensive back's hands, and it gets through to Humphrey, and then obviously he scores. Demarcus Fields. Fields, there you go. I mean, 
you can't fault the guy for that one. No, I, I, I had already resigned myself to them kicking a field goal and winning the game. So that, the that fact, was all we were talking they, about in Slack was a walk off field goal. Like, I don't feel good about this. Cause we're, cause we were saying we absolutely need a turnover because the defense isn't stopping them. No, they weren't going to stop them there. Uh, we can talk quickly about how we freaking executed a onside kick for the first time. And dude, that like cracked me. I don't when, know when I saw the, the slow motion, 90 replay. years of football. I don't <laughs> Clayton Hatfield drills PJ lock with the kick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It catches him so off guard. Like Locke basically throws his hands up in front of his face to protect his face, although he's wearing a helmet. Like the ball, he just, like I said, just drills it right into him, and it bounces off. Well, I'm not know about ready you, but, for it. <laughs> I mean, it caught me off guard too. I I was watching the, you know, whoever was supposed to return it in the end zone as soon as, uh, as soon as the guns went off, and I was looking over to my right and. Then the ball never showed up, and <laughs> what just happened? What's going on? Why are people excited? I, I completely missed it. I wasn't watching it actually happen. And the replay, man, the replay in the stadium was terrible. They were behind on everything. They, I, I don't know what the deal was with replays. You seldom saw any. The only time you saw them was during a an official review, really, or a, a long timeout. But anyway, yeah, I didn't – I've kind of missed that. So if it surprised that guy as much as it surprised me, I, I could see why it actually worked. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it worked, but my, my reaction was – like in Slack, I was like, why didn't Texas know that was coming? <laughs> like it was yeah, like I you mean, had like four minutes to go when you were down. You were still down a touchdown. I was like – yeah. Got to be ready like, for that. Yeah, this is like the legit. Like everybody says, you have to run a four-minute offense, right, to to run out the clock. Well, at four minutes, when you're setting up for a field, like to receive a kickoff, and you're in the lead, like you should be expecting, hey, maybe they're going to onside it. Right. <laughs> but good for Tech. I mean, it, it worked. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to be we, like they were so bad. Like I don't want to like complain about that or make it sound like we're complaining because it no. worked out really well for Tech because you you recovered it. And then go on to score, to tie no, and it. It was it was probably the right call. Uh, there was a little bit more time left, and I may have enjoyed it, you know, doing it if we didn't get it. But it was probably the right thing to do. Obviously, it was because it worked. But I think even if it hadn't, I'd have felt the same way. That hey, you got to give it a shot. You're you got your third string quarterback, and you're trying to do the best you can, trying to get your first conference non-Kansas home win since 2015. 2015. No, 2014 or 15. Really? I think it was 15. It's three full seasons of so 16, 17. Yeah, it was 2015. Uh, I wanted to kind of touch base on what you were starting when we headed down this path about finishing games. It was... I was I was proud of how they fought back, you know, thir- down seventeen or whatever it was, thirty-four to seventeen, and they came up short. But you just you can only take that to the bank so many times. You've got to come up with some wins on that, especially this type of game, especially this type of opponent. It was very disappointing and not. I'm not calling for heads or anything yet, but I could see why people would. I don't want to make excuses too much either based on what we saw uh, with three turnovers, you know, maybe four turnovers if you include that quarterback sneak. But it, it just, it can't keep going this way, man. There's got to be some light at the end of this tunnel. I mean, if you win your next two games. Yay. And that's saying if, because I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. Baylor's, Baylor's kind of picking up a little bit. Uh, and Kansas, Kansas State's going to play you hard. Can eat your lunch if you give them the ball, right? Yeah. 
I mean, you, you can't turn the... You can't have a minus three turnover day, or four, depending if you want to call that fourth down conversion a turnover, and expect to win. Like, you were with, you were within one score, and yeah. you were minus three on the turnover margin. You just... I don't know. I, I was I was broken <laughs> at the stadium tonight. <laughs> like, it happened... And I actually had a seat on like the uh, the media row in the box for the last quarter, whatever. I probably sat there till like I don't know. The teams were gone. The band was leaving. <laughs> I was just like they were turning the lights out on you. They were turning the TVs off in the press in the press box. Oh man! Before I got up, you were having a moment. Um. So. Nope. I'd have had one too, but my ass was cold. <laughs> Nobody probably saw this unless you were at the game. And I get it. I just, I hated how it looked, right? Mm-hmm. John Bonney is your safety that transferred in from Texas. After right. the game, he wasn't with the Red Raiders team. He was with the Longhorns. Like, oh. that drove me up a wall. Like, dude, I... I get that these are like your boys or whatever you want to call them. Like they're your teammates. But dude, you like severed ties with them over the summer. You left, you transferred away. You you can't just go pick who to hang out with after the final whistle. Like I'm going to go hang out with the winning team. Cause that's cool. Like that, that little thing. Was it after the Matador song and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, I mean, I can, so, I can let no, some it, of that it, slide. It was after the Matador song. But it was before the Texas alma mater. Like, he went over there with them for that. Oh, yeah. And then he was the last Red Raider on the field. Because the Longhorns stayed on the field a lot longer celebrating, which I... Whatever. You can't stop them. They won. Yeah. The the, the handful of them in my section were really enjoying themselves, too. But he stayed on the field with them until they left. Like, he was... It looked like he was celebrating the win with them. I don't know. It it just it it rubbed yeah. me the wrong way, and I I get that like they're still probably really good, good friends, all that kind of stuff. I just yeah, because I'm sure he doesn't have beef with the players or anything, and maybe I mean he may have left on good terms too. He just wanted to go somewhere he'd play more. But uh, yeah, that doesn't that's not a great look. <laughs> no. All right, let's get to some of our, our, our Twitter questions. We're just kind of like, we're bouncing all over the place. Tonight. I know, we're rambling, guys. Sorry. I think hopefully y'all all feel about the same way we do. I'm, I'm ready. I got them pulled up, too. Kyle Lang, name a more maddening player in tech history than Jet Duffy. I'll hang up and listen. And there's my list. <laughs> the only thing I could come up with was whoever the hell was kicking last year. Well, that see, would, that, that was that could, more of a, that could be it was close. I was a committee. They were like it was a bunch of people that was, was kicking. That's that. Yeah, that was why I phrased it that way because I don't even know who it was. But that's as close as I can get because they they go on to have a Kyle and Matt going to have a conversation basically where <laughs> Matt replies to that and says there better be dead air on the other end, which there was. <laughs> uh, and then Kyle comes back and says, dude threw for 444 yards with four touchdowns, ran for another 80. The turnovers are killer, but it's hard to look past the potential, too. It's enough to drive me crazy. And he's he's right. <laughs> he's right in that aspect. Because I think that's what's maddening about it is because you see all those uh, bright spots. And, you know, my friend Adam texted me the same thing that John Harris said on the post-game show later, uh, you know, Duffy, give, Duffy giveth and Duffy taketh away. I so mean, I, I think up, a lot of people are feeling that exact same way. He put up more offense than all of Texas. Like, the Longhorn <laughs> offense was like, what, three, 495 or 5? Or was it? I don't know exactly. Yeah, I, I could pull it up. It, uh, oh. they, had, they had 312 receiving and 157 rushing. So, four, four sixty nine. Yeah, he he basically eclipsed that just throwing the ball, right? Yeah. And he also rushed from their eighties. So like, he had more offense than all of Texas did. Um. Yeah. 
He also had more turnovers than all of Texas did. And at the worst possible times. Yeah. So, yeah, Texas had 469 total offensive yards. Texas Tech it, it, had 595. We outgained them by 130 yards. Yeah, it, it is quite maddening, Kyle. Um, I'd have to think hard on finding one that would be more maddening. I'm not there yet. So uh, how about this? Your, your defense, I mean, sorry, this is not in relation to the question. This is not like a your rush defense is the next maddening person. Um, <laughs> your defense gave up 157 rushing yards, but on yeah. 48 attempts. Yeah. Like you held them to th- just over three yards a carry. Uh, and I want to look up what the uh, yeah, and I want to look up what that last drive was because I think that one was a, makes it even a little bit more lopsided because I think well, they ran it pretty good on the very last drive, so that might have even it might have been less than that until you know the fourth quarter. You had those those scrambles by um, by Ellinger, I know late. Yeah. Yeah, he ran for he ran for three, eighteen, twelve. So, so thirty three. He ran for quite a bit right there. Yeah. So that's thirty three yards and three attempts. So if you take if you take that out, it, it looks even better. Hey, we're splitting hairs, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the the rest defense played well. They get some very big, large linemen. Ellinger finished the night with 14 yards. With 14 yeah. rushing yards. So until that last drive, he was in the negatives. Okay, sorry. Let's let's move on to the, another question. I don't I don't Thoughts on this is from Alan Corbin. Thoughts on Tom Herman being the inspiration for a PC principal from South Park. I'm going to disappoint you all and say I don't know what that is. I, mean, I don't watch South Park either. <laughs> Sorry, I know what guys. South Park. I don't know what PC principal is. I pulled up a picture of him. It's it's pretty accurate. I do know there was a. There it's was not the, bad. One of the guys I was talking to in the press box this evening mentioned how much Herman looks like he's pouting on the sideline when his team is losing, and he showed me a picture. I was like, "Yeah, that dude sucks." <laughs> he's like his arms yeah. are folded across, and he's got this scowl on his face. Like, dude. Just because you're Texas doesn't mean you win everything. Well, how about him? Oh, man, this just pissed me off because it was cold and windy. Calling that timeout right before our last play of the game. Come on, Tom. Well, let's it's, just, it's probably let's because... just let us throw this random ball that's not going to work and let's go home. Yeah, that, but probably because he saw both. He saw two quarterbacks in the, in the, in the formation. It was like... Hey guys, be aware that they're going to throw it twice. <laughs> Please <laughs> don't screw this up. And, and we didn't, I think the plan, like, so it yeah, went that, from, that looked like it to started Wesley. off doing what it was supposed to do. And then just kind of cratered after the second. Yeah. Well, it went to Wesley, then went to Keyshawn, not Keyshawn. Yes. Keyshawn Carter. And then either he got too far into the middle of the field and then panicked or just true freshman panicked with the ball. <laughs> he just got swarmed. Um, Cause you would think if you're going to put Duffy out there, the plan is to get him the ball at some point, right? Yeah. Or like start the play with Duffy as a quarterback who throws it to Carter, like laterals it to Carter and then Carter throws downfield. Or maybe it's a, maybe he was a decoy. It didn't you work. Fake the, you fake the fake. <laughs> you fake the fake. That's you think right. Think about faking. No, no, you don't fake at all. I don't know where I am. Um, Adele, I feel trapped in the Charlie Brown Lucy football cartoon dynamic. Yeah, I don't. That's pretty solid. I don't. That's pretty know, solid but... there. I mean, besides saying this sucked, I don't know what else to say about tonight. It was supposed to be a close game. 
we and again we thought the game would be close, but this is a game where in years past you go down by seventeen like you did in this game twice. You don't right. come back from that. No way. You, you pack it in, and that's why people started leaving. But you were down twenty-seven to ten, and then thirty-four seventeen. Yeah. And you came back to tie it at thirty-four with a minute forty left, and of course you're gonna have that. Harold quote from the post game. They left us too much time. <laughs> and that's what I why I was like when in the Slack chat I was like, a minute forty two feels like a lot of time. And they needed a minute twenty. Okay, Nicholas Tam, Kansas is the only Big Twelve team we've beat at home the last few seasons. Yep. Cliff has never beaten a good team with the exception of Arizona State in 2013. There yeah, might be some truth to that. I'd have to look through and see, but that actually, that sounds about right. Because you felt pretty good about uh, Oklahoma State and TCU this season. Yeah. And Arkansas a few years ago felt pretty good about that, but then they went to win maybe six games or something. I mean, maybe you can look at Houston this year since they're – they should should have gone eleven and one. They'll probably go ten and two. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Do the last two games? This is from Truett. I never. This is, I guess, a first time. A long time, first time. <laughs> a long time, hey, listener, first time. Do the last two games influence Kingsbury's fate? I'm assuming he means uh, against Kansas State and Baylor, or Texas and Oklahoma. Oh. Man, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a weird spot to be in. Does he need to win out, including bowl game, to make it to next year? Do you want him back? Um, the last two games. So I, I'm going to assume that means against Oklahoma and Texas. And I'm going to say no. I'm agreeing with that. I don't uh, think... Unless what your brother texted is right. I'm, I, I don't think they influence it either. I think these last two influence it more than... Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think the next two are much more impactful to his future than the last two. Right. Because I think if he loses even just one of those games, one, it gets you back to six and six, which is what you were at last year after Kirby Hillcut made a pretty, like he drew a pretty, pretty hard line in the sand. Like you need to be better than that. Yeah. Um, Well, six and six, two years in a row is not better. And you should beat the brakes off of both of these teams, right? I mean, Kansas State was trailing Kansas three to zero at halftime at home today. Oh man. I, well, I saw the only one, what? 21, 17, but I didn't, 21, I didn't follow the game and they scored late. No, sorry. They, they forced a, a very Kansas like turnover when Kansas was driving to, to score late. Oh, you, I uh, think you mentioned that in the Slack chat. The yeah. Cause ben, Bender just kind of let go of the ball. Yeah. They, 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 were, they were driving. Crazy. Uh, they were Kansas was moving the ball pretty good. Bender drops back to throw a screen pass. Like everybody's moving that direction as he winds up to throw it. He just like lets it go backwards. Like the ball just comes out of his hand as his arms going backwards. Just, just a good old need one of those whoop from the <laughs> ESPN guys. Oh, what's his name? Uh, is it Berman was, that does that? Yeah. Chris Berman. <laughs> Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> just God. And then he gets so into those. And then your he last did. game of the season is Baylor. And they've been better this season than last season. But still, it's a game you should absolutely win this year. Yeah. So if you lose I mean, one of those two, I think it it may Yeah. It may come to what my my brother shared is that he he's done. Oh yeah. And he also asked. Well, he he mentions this too. Does he need to win out, including bowl game, to make it next year? I don't think he needs to win the bowl game. It depends on on your opponent in the bowl game, right? That's because that's a good point. If you go seven and five, and you get paired up with like the SEC or something, where they get to pick who they send to the bowl game, and they pick like the absolute nightmare of a matchup for you. Mississippi State or something. That's one thing, but like if you if you match up with like a a Memphis or what I, I don't even know the bowl projections 
Because I know I, I know it was A and M, and I know that you, I know at the SEC is never going to allow that. No, that ain't going to happen. But like, if you get some like group of five school, that you absolutely should win that game. So I would say it depends on the opponent. If you get a group of five, yes, you should win the next three. Um, unless you get some kind of crazy mismatch in the bowl, then it, I don't think it really matters. Because bowl games typically don't really mean anything unless you lose a game that you really should. And then yeah. his last question, or her last question, his, do you want him back? And that's tough because at this point, I'm okay with him coming back, right? Yeah. I just, I, would, I, 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 I can't would, say definitively one way or the other until we're at... November twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Right, I, I would push it. I would push it past okay and say yes. Uh, and I'm going to lay out some what, some of what people may call excuses, but he's he's done a lot with a ton of adversity at the most important position on any team, but especially uh, on the type of offense that Texas Tech runs. So. I, I'm, I'd give him a little bit of leeway there. And the fact that we have been in all of these games and he has had a team that is willing to play for him and willing to play for Gibbs and not giving up and getting back into the games, that's great. I'm trying to step away from moral victory territory, but I would say yes. I, I, I would want him back. And, and the carousel is going to be like you were saying, Spencer, it, you know, I, I have a right to change my mind, but we will know more at the end of November who would even be available and if, if it would even make sense to make a change. Um, yeah, and, and this kind of brings us to another question or comment we got from Red Raider Reset, man. How are we still competitive in every game with so many crucial injuries? That's been that's been a tough thing to figure out and it's, it's been great. It's been great to see that. I think a lot of it's special teams, the special teams are very competent. And so you've got one area suddenly that you can just kind of count on and lean on, uh, bail you out of a, some bad field position or, or, you know, give the other team bad field position and you make a crucial mistake and you've still got, a guy who can hammer in a 33-yard field goal without any sweat. Uh, I, I think that helps a lot. And just a coaching staff that has matured a little bit and has some players that are really willing to play for them, like I mentioned earlier. I, I'm not sure how we're still competitive in every game. <laughs> so I, I would say, I mean, this is going to sound weird, I think some of that kind of comes to luck, right? Because you've had you've – had... We've had bad injuries on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Yeah. But they typically haven't come at the same time. And when you have a, a bad a bad injury on offense, your defense has been there to kind of help you through that. And then early on the season when you were missing, you know, uh, Jay Sean Johnson and um, somebody else on defense early on, your offense was just – I mean, yeah, you put up 27 against Ole Miss, but then you put up 77 against Lamar, 63 against Houston, 41 in Oklahoma State. I mean, your offense was putting up points. Yeah, they were. I mean, in those three games, you scored 181 points. Yeah, so you did have the, the some key injuries on the opposite sides of the ball at separate times. Uh, I would say last week having Bowman and Dakota Allen out was definitely an overlap of that Venn diagram. Yet somehow tech still managed to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm doing some math over here. Math. You want me to read Cooper's question while you finish your math? No, I'm done with my, I was looking at that, our, our points per, per game. You just dipped under 42 for the season. 
Mm. Allowed? No. Or this is okay. scored. I was like, man, that jumped a lot from twenty eight or whatever it used to be. But well, it didn't help last week. It pushed you up. Over no, it's 30. definitely gone up. Yeah, it's definitely gone up. But I, that makes more sense. <laughs> You're allowing just under thirty two points a game. Okay. Which that makes a lot more sense. Kind of sucks because not that long ago you were five and two, and <laughs> you were giving up twenty five points a game. Five and two, what a world! Yeah, three short weeks ago you were five and two. You're like, holy crap, we have a really good shot at winning like eight or nine games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to be young. <laughs> All right, Cooper. He 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 gave us everything. He gave us a thought, a reaction, cheers, and jeers. Um, thought it was cold. Yeah, it was cold. Um, can confirm. Can confirm. I was on the field. Uh, the wife told me I needed to bring gloves and layers. I was like, one, I can't use a camera and gloves. And then every single photographer out there on the field had gloves. I was like, oh, this was bad. <laughs> and then, of course, I had to hold the camera because it wasn't big enough that I needed like a, a monopod for. Yeah. But still, like, I'm, I wasn't going to set it down anywhere. So I had to hold it. So that one arm, one hand, whatever, was grasping, holding a metal camera uncovered in the wind. The other hand was in the pocket. So I had to like keep moving the camera back and forth between the, the two hands. It was cold reaction. I hate football. Yeah, man, I'm right there with you right now. Um, <laughs> and and I, I put this on our Slack chat. I was like, why do they have to do this to us? Why do they give you like the glimmer of hope and then rip your heart out? Because midway through the third quarter or whatever, you're down 17. You're like, eh, guys, it, it's over, right? We're done. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was sarcastically telling my wife, like, "Well, this isn't a position you want to be in. Uh, this is not. This may not end well." Yeah, it still didn't end well. No, it didn't. <laughs> but it, of course, it got you more engaged and brought you into the game when you were feeling like you were checking out. Cheers! Fighting back, never giving up, and successful onside kicks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. That you, you got down seventeen twice, and you fought back. You, you tied the game late. Um, where we've mentioned this previous years, you would have packed it up. And th- there was a time when I thought you had. It was the end of the third quarter. Um, it looked like Texas was driving, and I'm pretty sure they were already up by seventeen at this point. The whistle blows, whatever. The defense is like walking off the field with like slumped shoulders and they're all hanging their head. And the Texas team is running off the field, they're jumping and celebrating everything. And I sent our Slack chat, I was like, oof, that body language though. Yeah, I missed that. And I was like, that, that's not good. Like, your team looks like it's done, like it's, it's packing it in. But you didn't. You came back, you had some stops in the fourth quarter early to mm-hmm. allow the comeback. And then you did have a successful onside kick. So that's, that's good. Um, and then Cooper says his jeer was fans. Yeah, because, I mean, at that point you were down 17. Everybody thought they were good to go. Then they left. Um, you did come back. But in the end, they're still going to say those fans that left aren't going to feel like they missed anything because you ended up losing. Had you come back and won the game, then they would be like, oh, man, we should, we should have done that. And then he says, and Tom Herman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always got to jeer Herman any chance you get. I'm just glad I like I don't watch the broadcast of home games. So I, I miss those kinds of like weird things where the broadcast is like focusing in on the sideline or something not involved with the play. And you get weird things like shots of the coaching staff or something like that. And I don't know if it was uh Maybe you guys, because we didn't mention this last week, but my gosh, it felt like anytime OU had the ball, they just had like a Lincoln Riley cam last week. And they didn't do that with Kingsbury. I don't think they did. But man, it just sure seemed like Riley was on TV about as much as the OU offense. If not more, sometimes it was split screened. <laughs> it just It was just nuts. I don't know if anyone else noticed it or if that was just me being a 
looking at life through scarlet colored glasses or something. I, I, it sure I'm, seemed like a lot of screen time for our, our boy from Neil Shue. I, I do remember, uh, so I was watching some of the Oklahoma game today, and there was a lot of Riley time. Yeah, yeah, I, I just think there is. It, I, I'm not sure why. Anyway, if anyone else noticed that, let us know. <laughs> oh, hey, I, before, we, before we wrap it up, I just wanted to say thanks to Mike for filling in on Tuesday on the podcast. That was, that was a good listen on the way back from Atlanta Thursday. I kind of took a pass on everything STP the last couple of weeks. Work has been nuts, so I didn't even get a, a pick in. Yeah, man, you mailed it in this week. I totally oh, probably the last two to be quite honest. <laughs> the the pick for Michael was just dashes. dashes. <laughs> like, oh, way to go, dude. <laughs> no, and I probably I think I would have picked Tech to win this. So we can we can chalk it up as another L on my record. <laughs> yeah, I am pretty sure I'm like two and eight. So Yeah. I think I think I would have picked picked him to win. Oh well. What can you do? Listen to Labar apparently because he, he yeah picking him he doesn't pick him wrong he picked this one right again. Labar don't mess he don't pick with his heart. That's 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 step one. He's that's a, the way to do it. He calculating. He, if if you listen to the podcast from Tuesday, you also heard him throw some shade at our fantasy update segment, <laughs> which will not be going away. Win or lose, we will talk about fantasy. People are so interested in it. I don't know how many people come up to me off the street just asking about how my fantasy team did. Just dying to know. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's let's end it there. Let's not draw this out any longer than we already have. Michael, guns up. Yes. Guns up, man. Crack Always them. and forever. Oh, it's just it's so difficult after a night like tonight. Especially riding the bus back, like it was ninety percent Longhorns, and they wouldn't shut up. I was like, "You didn't even go there." Oh, you went what? to Walmart. Oh, of course. Well, what was bad too? That the Longhorns had all stayed because they probably endured quite a bit of ribbing from all the Tech fans. So as the Tech fans left, the Longhorn fans that stayed got louder and more obnoxious, and so you could hear whatever their Texas fight chant is, I could hear that in our stadium in the fourth quarter, which sucked. And then I could also hear, uh, I think it was, there was some call that didn't go Texas's way. It was really loud at how many people were upset about it. So you think, oh, well, are there any Red Raiders still in here? (laughs) You know, some of those aerial shots Am I the only one? no. <laughs> a lot of orange. There's a lot of orange floating around in the uh, amidst all the aluminum. Yeah. Anyway. All right, man. Well, we will uh, we will reconvene on Tuesday to talk about Kansas State. We are setting up an interview with Emal Radio, Emadio, Grant Tome, awesome. or Tomey. I'm not sure how to pre- I'll have to ask him. But he's he's committed. I just haven't set a, a signing date yet. Nice, nice. But we will have a preview for you on the the Wildcats. We'll get to that on Tuesday. Until then, I guess just keep your head. I don't I don't have any like inspirational positive message for you. That's just that. If you know me, you know that's not who I am. I'm gonna tell you to wallow in this one. Cry. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why you're laughing. It's not funny. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not funny at all. Go ahead. Well, okay, just one more point before we, we leave. Um, in our Slack chat, there was some time when Keith and I were going back and forth. And, of course, in any kind of text medium, you're not getting any kind of uh, tone or sarcasm. And Keith was laying it on thick, and I missed it, right? And I responded <laughs> yeah. to him. Um, and I have to go back and... Oh, because he was, uh, we were talking about good strategies and he said, losing is a, is a bad strategy. (laughs) Yeah, it is. He's right. Um, 
And, and, and this is this is when like we were in, in the depths of being down by seventeen, and Key says, "I'm laughing," and also assuming Salty Spencer is not, <laughs> because at that point I was I was in the press box, I was like dead silent, right? And I was like, "No, I'm 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 not laughing," because <laughs> losing is a bad strategy. Losing is a it's it's poor. It's the, probably the worst strategy you could come up with. Yeah. All right, buddy. We've tried to like wrap this up three different times, and I just I don't I don't know anything else to say besides thanks for joining us. We will we'll see you on on Wednesday.